Welcome back to This American Dice's playthrough of Dragon of Ice Spire Peak, otherwise known as Doisp, from the D&D Essentials Kit. Previously on Doisp, Serafina and friends defeated the evil anchorite Moesco the Heartless and reclaimed the mountain's toe gold mine. Then they bid a fond farewell to their handsome companion, Don John Raskin. While Serafina and friends have been taking a short break, Don John has gotten into all sort of trouble. Luckily, he mailed in an update. Hi there, little buddy. Remember your old pal Don John? Well, of course you do. How could you possibly forget when we went down to that gold mine? Instead of finding miners whistling while they worked, just plucking gems right out of the walls of the mine, instead, we found a bunch of were-rats, creepy little buggers hanging around, threatening everybody with their vicious little fangs. Even one sexy lady who was a were-rat-ess, possibly, who was wearing a bikini and kept winking at me, and I was like, Lady, don't even go there. And you were like, Yeah, talk to the hand. And then we high-fived. I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, we went to the old temple that they used to live in, and we found a bunch of orcs, and an ogre even. And after a fierce pitched battle, and me seducing the beautiful orcess, and you nearly being killed, why I had to wrestle your limp body away from several of their vicious tusks, and it threw your friend Feeny into a fit of passion, and I had to be like, no, not now, we've got business to do. And I knew that look in her eye said that whoever else was in her life, She'd always have one eye on the door for old Don John Raskin. Anyway, after pummeling the testicles of the ogre that we fought, we went to a temple, and there was a badger who was very well endowed, as well as a beautiful ghostly witch who told us that there was a horrible heartless sorcerer living here. After destroying his heart and finding his corpse, that your friend Inverna, for some reason, kept eyeing as if she was going to eat the thing. And I was like, no, that's not good. You don't have the right seasonings. We said our goodbyes to the badger and the sexy witch, and we were off on our way. I think in that process, all of us may have also slept with a tree. But I don't quite remember some of that as it's fuzzy. Mostly because I was too concerned with how Inverna was going to eat the heartless guy. I know she wanted that I know she wanted that delicious orc meat, delicious orc loaf, but she just didn't have the right sauce. In the process of coming back, I was working on my own signature spice recipe that's now available in most supply shops. Don John's secret sauce. Don't tell anybody, but it's in part Mike's secret stuff. That's a Space Jam reference for all you guys out there. We headed back to the mine and Well, we told those rat buggers what for. We realized that since we just defeated a bunch of orcs and a giant ogre, we probably could have whipped the butts of any of these rats who stepped up to us. So, longingly looking at me as she did, the sexy rat-ess and the other rats decided to head on out. And there we freed all the miners, which of course they had a ceremony for us in which a large medal was placed on my chest. And I remember Shanjan, you said, and I was like, you got it, buddy. Well, after kicking around in that mine for a while and making sure everything was good and all the miners were safe, making everybody rich in the easy, easy work of mining, old Don John Raskin decided to meet up with some other pals. His old buddy Silas, Isagnoma, and of course he brought with him Harold. Now, you might know Harold as Howard the Rat, and honestly, I could understand you being like, what? That's crazy! But, you'd probably be pretty right. He's a little bit of a nut sometimes. Anyway... 
We headed out to an old town that I had heard about when uh, they called for some help from a strapping young buck like myself. It turned out their mithril mine hadn't been producing almost anything. Why, dozens and dozens of prostitutes were twiddling their thumbs, and that's not what they're paid to twiddle. Well, we gotta get down to that mine and see what all the ruckus is about, am I right? It turns out there's some kind of mysterious disease that passed from one of the miners to another. At first, I thought they were talking about mudrip, a condition that's easily treatable with a salve of some sort, but they weren't. It was some kind of strange disease that caused them to head down further and further into the mine and simply not come back. So to prevent the disease from spreading, the mine foreman was keeping everyone trapped there. Well, old Don John Raskin never saw a disease that he didn't, uh, take a gamble with, if you know what I mean. Ask Feeney's cousin. Instead, he and his buddies headed right on down into that mine, and they discovered what was down there, not a regular mine full of easily plucked up diamonds and emeralds and the such, but instead a long-forgotten city that the Miners were harvesting, tearing apart piece by piece, and bringing up the precious mithril ore. Well, guarding this city were these enormous clockwork monsters, a huge rolling thing, some knights, why, old Don John Raskin had to show them what for. And after becoming buddies with one of these, uh, weird metal critters, an unlikely duo indeed, we were able to defeat these, and in fact, even sway one of them into thinking I was its mother. While I breastfed it for a brief period of time, it turns out I had to let that goose go. Because there was some other creature, a strange force of spiritual energy that was causing this disease and bringing these people down to feed on them by presenting them with their most desired, desired fantasies, with the lives they wanted, and instead of having them go live their lives as they saw, this creature lured them down into the depths of the mine. I assume to feed on their brains or organs in some kind of way or another. Well, with the help of old Don John and his newly acquired giant clockwork baby, we were able to defeat this creature and uh, save an entire mining town. With the town's main source of income back, we were heralded as heroes for the whole place, and Harold was heralded as a hero. They boosted us up on their shoulders, carried us about, and... Why, every Ginny and Jane was all abuzz with Don John fever. They were doing the Don John, which goes a little like this. And shimmy. Please find enclosed $14, uh, as I believe that is what I uh, may owe you for what I borrowed from you earlier. Please wish the rest of the crew well, and let everybody know that their favorite handsome bugger We'll be back as soon as you blow this whistle. Please see enclosed whistle. Guess what? This is Doyce. It's a Dragon of Spire Peak, sometimes called Doyce. By only me, everyone else calls it Doip. I have my reasons. I think it's funnier. Just going Why would they leave out the S? That doesn't make any sense. I guess Ice Spire is one word. Whatever. Um, but Doisp, say Doip to yourself and then say Doisp. I think Doisp is funnier. No Doip. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, guess what? Marisa, player number one. You just got married. Congratulations. It happened 
as if it were yesterday, we took a little break. Don John took over for us, but you're back. And look, look at you. You're glowing. You're radiant. I am. Maybe I'm that glowing, all... radiant, and married lady. Maybe uh, some or all of that will translate over to Serafina, which I think she would explode. She's already very radiant. And we don't have Don John anymore. We had to say goodbye. But there is another guest. Me, David. And thirdly, the actual guest. I forgot to say my name, but now the guest name. Oh, Go Eduardo, ahead. me. Hi. Hello. You're going to be introducing a brand new character very soon. We're excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So do you want to get right into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get oh. into it. I'm ready. Unless you want to hear a song first. Did you have one prepared or because I had something I wanted to say before we got started. But if you want to lead us in with a you want to lead us in and out with a song, I mean, that would be unprecedented and I would love it. Here we go. Bad. She just sang WAP <laughs> as in wet ass. Oh, sorry. Pandolin, wet ass pandolin. Very yeah. nice. Wet as pandolin, excuse me. <laughs> Walking in pandolin with my friends in Verna and Shan Jan and sometimes friends. And I am a bard and I like to sing. I'm gonna fight a dragon and I'm gonna kill it with my hands. I'm gonna David's <laughs> face. <laughs> so I don't know if you are going to do that. <laughs> I met some orcs and Met some rats there. Where rats, in fact, and I met some gnomes. If you're walking then and you're lost, then you can't find me. I know this too. <laughs> time after time. I feel like it's in a wrong key. If you're in Vandalin and you need my help, call Serafina. Call Serafina. They call me Teeny Beanie. Teeny Beanie Beanie. She's not a meanie. All right. There you go, everybody. Hope Incredible. you enjoyed um, a rendition of... Uh, Completely not in key, time after time, by another famous bard. Um, no, that you just made that up. <laughs> the uh, Cindy of the House of Lopper. <laughs> yes, exactly. I believe she's also a halfling. Yeah, so I was going to do in a very similar, but more boring way, go over the entire story so far in the fastest way possible. These are mostly to also remind you of things. So you came to Fandolin with your two friends because before you were um, a soldier in the the War of the Silver Marches, Shanjan Quan, and you were both medics in the war. But you moved. You got Inverna on the way. She has some secrets. Who knows? But she, she revealed some of them later. But uh, the first thing you did was um, help a manticore baby, the wing baby. And the wing baby promised you, since you helped 
them so much that if you ever need help in the future, I think whistle or sing the wing baby song and they will come and aid you in the future. Still on the table. Also, um, you saved Adabra. Is her name for sure? She has family in Fandolin, and you helped relocate her from the windmill to there. She makes potions. She's an herbalist. She also said she will give you a discount. She'll sell you potions at cost if you ever need them. Although I think you've been carrying a healing potion since then and never used it. So maybe maybe not the most uh, valuable of favors. Also, you went to the gnomes in Nomengard. You helped uh, the two kings there kind of get over their magic-induced madness and uh, the shape-shifting killer that was also there. Also, the two soldiers there, the very stout, great soldiers, uh, Pog and Eula, also promised, since you were so nice, if you ever need their aid, maybe they're warriors, who knows? I think as a soldier, you're like, they can't help very much, but maybe they have also pledged their loyalty if you ever need them. Um, Also... You met some brothers, three of them, Gundren, Nundro, Tharden, the Rock Seekers. They were exploring some ruins about um, an ancient, perhaps evil dwarven god of greed. You have a pendant that you picked up from then that says uh, taxation is theft in dwarven runes that you mm. kept. I think you you kept you saved it just in case. Um, oh, you went to Butterskull Ranch and saw Big Al Kalzorn. Um, you saved him from some orcs that had kind of taken over, especially uh, they seemed to be doing well. And then a half orc came in, um, Narox. They kind of um, hmm, corrupted them, I guess, to uh, kind of turn against him. And you end up murdering everybody except for Narox, who got away. <laughs> and Oh, and of course, Big Al is still alive. And most importantly, Sunshine the cat. Mm-hmm. The ancient cat that followed you home. Good old sunshine. Oh, also, I want to point out, Narox had a almost like a log on his arm that was some kind of magical shield, and also he could turn into a pig. That's weird. He was a mad pig that you saw later. Mm-hmm. Also, um, you went to the Shrine of Savras. There were some orcs and ogre, ogre there. One of those orcs got away, but you murdered the rest. Lots mm-hmm. of murdering orcs. It's fine. You also saw a vision of this dragon, this ice dragon that you've been kind of warned about and chasing since then. And the dragon almost seemed to see you as you were scrying on him. Also in Coneyberry, there was a, some ruins. You just did that. There was a, another half orc that you found out was an anchorite of Talos. So a kind of religious figure called Moesco, the heartless. You fought his heart, which he took out of his body and put up in a tower. It was a weird, it was a weird thing, but (laughs) you, you, blindly uh destroyed his heart and uh theoretically broke the spell that was on these dryads and other woodland creatures in the area is that every oh you got his thundering mace too left behind which is a uh, looks very evil and has some kind of powers i think it like lets you project your voice kind of if i remember correctly so um, many items where is she keeping them all <laughs> you also have your um that mithril shirt which you're wearing yeah. as a a dress Yes, my chain. And, <laughs> and also, I think your entire leather armor that you were wearing before in your backpack, I assume, mm-hmm. which that's most most of the weight there are those two. Lots of things going on. Lots of things to juggle. Last time you, you were in Coneyberry. And I've been on some adventures. I forgot. Sounds like you did a lot. I have Feeny you on this world map here, the map of the Sword Coast up there, but... 
think we had you drop, you had dropped off Don John in the mountain sold to gold mine. So we did say it's the, we started, I think in the beginning of summer. So you're probably a few, a few weeks, maybe a month into summer at this point. I think as you're coming back into Fandolin, this little kind of mining town, a shopping episode. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of those. <laughs> Been there. I think everyone loves them. They're fun. But let's let's assume you're coming down from here, the Miner's Trail. What time of day do you think it is? Oh, and remember you had those three horses with you. So I assume um, you took them all back. The horses named uh, Grambly, Arbuckle, and Targitor. Mm-hmm. Who could forget? I sure didn't. The Adventures of Grambly, Targitor, and Arbuckle. Arbuckle. There it Nailed is. it. I, I was like, wait a second. It's here. <laughs> oh. Strange names. So, yeah, what, what time of day do you think it would be, uh, Serafina? After I um, dro- after I drop the horses off, you mean? Oh, as you're kind of riding in. Oh, as we're riding in. Yeah, it was um, probably a, a day or more, probably. So kind of set the scene for us. What, is it, what does this look like? Is it a time of day? It's it's unnaturally cold for this time of year, I will say. It's been rainy and stormy recently with that other magical stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I dropped off Don John, and I was singing the Legend of Don John song to my friends traveling with me the entire time. And we've been traveling for a couple days, so it might be like misty daybreak. So, you know, just in the morning. I love her work. (laughs) Yeah, so like kind of gray, like you said, it was raining. So like kind of grayish outside, a little bit of fog rolling in. And it's like, you know, maybe like seven in the morning or something. And the, the clouds are breaking and there's just a little bit of sunlight coming through. And she's just singing the legend of Don John as she strolls into town. Oh yeah. I love that. So pretty early in the morning, kind of a little bit spooky. You've said this. I like it since it's so early. I think there's not a lot of people out as you come in. You might be able, I mean, Inverna with her, her weird eyes that are way too good can probably see like a couple of people working over here on this farm. But other than that, not a lot of people. Mm. Maybe as you go, if you drop off the, uh, the horses back at, I think you got them from Barthens way up here. Mm-hmm. Maybe as you pass by the town master's hall in the center there, where you usually get the quests, you hear kind of this like rhythmic tapping, like. Okay. So we're uh, passing through the town master's hall. You said. Passing by it. Yeah. Passing the, by. Uh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing some rapping to tapping. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only activity probably so far that is happening so early, especially so foggy and early. Oh, so, uh, and then here's here comes Serafina, the legend of the most handsomest man in the world, and his giant toilet dungeon. And I think Inverna, uncharacteristically, is like, ah, ah. she makes like a, a sound of joy almost. I never thought I'd be this happy. I think that. I think that might be the last time I have to hear Don John's name. Oh, well, damn. This is going to be a good day. Oh, Inverna, come on. You know that there's part of you that thought he was funny sometimes, right? Right. And she just gives you a look like, <laughs> no. 
Oh. Well, I know that um, Shanjan and he had a great relationship. Are you going to miss Donjon, Shanjan? Yeah, I think I think we really had a rapport. I might, maybe he could be a, like a really fun pen pal. Maybe we go back to Mountains Toe after this. That'd be fun. I wonder how that is going for him. I mean, he had that rat friend, I guess, but I mean, we really bonded, I thought. I thought so, too. Well, we're back here in Fandolin, everybody, and uh, I mean, that was a wonderful adventure that we had, and I'm so glad that we all stuck through it, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we go back to the Townmaster's Hall and find something new, or oh, there's a weird, um, do you think somebody's building another, like, uh, section of the town hall. Oh, what's that weird banging? Hmm. Maybe we should go see it. What do you guys think? Shanjan starts saying something like, oh yeah, I think so. And Inverna just cuts, not really you, but at least him off. It's just like, yeah, well you got them quests though, right? We're supposed to get some gold from them. We can at least see about that. Hmm. You're right. We should go get our gold. And then meh, while we're passing through, maybe we'll see what all the wrapping is about. Let's say you've already dropped off those horses. Oh, maybe one of the 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 hands there, not actually Barthen in particular, but it was Ander and Thistle, and Thistle is another halfling. Maybe it's Thistle, like a younger male halfling. It's just, you know, takes them in. Just like, oh, it's been so long. Great to see you. I'll keep these for you. And I guess you already paid for them, so I'll keep them for you. I'm sure I'm sure Barthen's fine with that. Just like gives a shrug as if like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is too early to deal with customers. But so th those three horses are there if you ever need them. And then you would go to get money from the quest at Harbor Wester's house, Harbin yeah. Wester's house, which is right next to the town master's hall anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Inverna's like, well, now, wait a second. We did that one quest, right? That's uh, the mountain toe thing. But we did that like two other things. You know what? I did not think about this really particularly. This is uh, hmm. she's kind of talking to herself. Well, Inverna, do you need me to sing you the song about good deeds bring about best life in the afterlife? Or can we just agree to disagree that we did those other quests just out of pure love for our fellow creatures? You know, I would prefer not to hear that song again. Thank you. <laughs> well, all right, then. I'll give you a pass this time. But next time, you're not going to be so lucky I mean, technically, you will be lucky because you get to hear me sing, right, Shan Jam? <laughs> and he's just like, up top. <laughs> and then she um, jumps up to reach his hand and he has to like lower his hand to meet hers. Exactly. I don't know. I think we should just check it out while we're walking around, see what all the, the hubbub is about. And and then, um, yeah, and then and then let's go about our next next quest. I I think two against one here in Verna. What do you think? I mean, Shanjan, technically you didn't say yes, but <laughs> I think you're good with it. Inverna reluctantly goes with you to wherever you're going. Right. And yeah, Shanjan, of course, is like, absolutely. Yeah, and actually when you go over to the Townmaster's Hall, that big kind of bulletin board type thing, there's a a man there that's like a, a fancy pants man. Yeah, that's uh, kind of hammering this uh, quest, quest into there. The third of them. In fact, there's already two up there. I don't think he knows he's you right away, especially because he's like hammering and you notice he's hammering really poorly. There's like already like six like nails that are in like 90 degree angles. You know, he's like, this is maybe the first time he's hammered things. He doesn't notice you right away, but you recognize him actually as a uh, Tybor Wester, the person you saved from that logging camp. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I remember. And then maybe if you go closer, he, he just starts. He's like, oh, God, oh, and just drops his hammer. He's like, oh, my, I did not <laughs> expect someone so early. Were you here to help? Were you the the maintenance? No, actually. Oh, so oh, sorry. You were the you're one of the the questers, aren't you? You're the, uh, what's your name again? Little little wee friend. And then, so when he drops the hammer, she immediately like catches it with both hands. Oh, nice! And, and then holds it up and puts it over her shoulder, you know. And she's like. <laughs> Oh, for a second there, sir, I didn't think you were going to remember me. Uh, yes, that's right. I am one of the questers. Uh, we're just out here early in the morning because we just finished a quest and we were returning some horses and, um, you know, soaking up the beautiful morning fog. <laughs> Literally soaking, like, bang on it. <laughs> and yes, that's right. My name is Serafina Teeley, for as you know me, Feeny Teeny. That's right. Teeny, Feeny, Feeny. Oh yes, of course. I I remember you. You you fought those things with the uh, Falcon, the heroic Falcon. Oh, that so heroic. And you, of course, too. So so, so small, just heroic. Yes. Well, uh, thank you. And she, um, you know, like gives like a little bow thing. I might have to write a song about that adventure one day, but that's for one day. Let's see what you're posting up here in our... Well, yes, uh, actually, good good news for you. In fact, there hasn't been any adventuring-type uh, folks around here for a bit. Uh, those, uh, oh, I think my brother said they were called the the Reavers, the, the stone Stony Reavers or something. The other adventurers that were here for a bit, and they haven't been here. And, well, I guess you, you three haven't been here either, obviously. And, well, they're kind of stacking up. You have some... Some to choose from this time. Ooh, alrighty. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Um, Inverna, Shanjan, we probably have time to go on another quest, right? We, You just said that we didn't make money on the other two, so we might as well look and see what we get for the other ones. All right. The Woodland Mance quest. The orcs have fallen under the sway of evil spellcasters in Neverwinter Wood and have been sighted in growing numbers near Falcon's hunting lodge. The spellcasters dwell in a ruined manse. Falcon needs someone to make a preemptive strike against it. Destroy the evil in the manse, then expect him to reward you. Hmm. All right. Dragon Barrow Quest. The dragon that besets us is not the first to threaten this region. Between here and Neverwinter lies the Barrow Mound of a warrior whose magical dragon slaying sword helped fell a green dragon terrorizing the high road a century ago. Rumor has it that the Dragon Slayer sword is buried there too. Retrieve it and let the sword be its own reward. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like one more thing to carry. Okay, what's the other Axe Home Quest. Embedded in a mountain south of Phandalin is the ancient dwarven fortress of Axholm, which has been sealed for years. If a dragon attack is imminent, the people of Phandalin can evacuate and take refuge in Axholm. To that end, someone needs to open the fortress and make it safe for habitation. Once you accomplish these tasks, return to Townmaster Wester to re re collect a reward of 250. Mm. Now, as tempting as the first one is for Falcon to just reward me, Dragon Slaying Sword, let me have it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, let's see. 
between here and Neverwinter. That sounds far. <laughs> yeah, so actually, are you taking those horses with you? Are you, uh, um, I, think I was going to say hoofing it, but that's not, <laughs> I mean, the opposite, I guess. It'd be smart to probably take our horses. I'm just letting them have a, a little breather in the stable. If you uh, get your horses all fed or rested or whatever and leave, you know, shortly after, the only thing maybe as you're leaving, like going down the miner's trail again, you hear like this uh, shouting behind you. And as you look back, you see these, uh, you know, these five children kind of running up behind you in the mist, I guess. <laughs> Creepy ass <But>, kids. <laughs> oh, look, uh, Inverna, uh, Shanjan, it's the kids. Oh, hey, kids. Yeah, I, I think you're you're far enough along that you don't even, like, you can just keep going and uh, without stopping if you want to. But yeah, all of them are just, like, kind of cheering you on, like, Feeny Teeny's off to save the world again. They're all kind of, like, cheering you and uh, clapping that, uh, what Pip, who's the leader, Milsa, the other leader, mm-hmm. and they both have those little. Uh, I think I described them as medieval equivalent of like shoebox uh, guitars on their backs after seeing yours. Oh my god, adorable! Uh, you have Carp, the little halfling child, and noticeably, I wanted to, I should mention Sh- Sunshine over here, who's like the an elderly junkyard cat. I don't know, emits this like horrifying grumpy meow. That's like, I was that sunshine trying to say gratitude or is it maybe having a, a heart attack? It's hard to tell. Also, Nar is Nils's little brother. And of course, Snook, who doesn't really clap, sees everyone else clapping and just kind of looks around and then also starts like, clapping his little claws. All of them, the uh, they, I think they named themselves the Fantastic Fandelvers last time. The adventuring party kind of waves you on. Although last time they, they were saying they might be sort of a competition for you. They were going to try and get those quests, but apparently they didn't. Oh, that's true. Pre-teens, am I right? Always questing. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so good to see you kids. Alrighty, we're off to another... Uh... Another quest. Now you guys don't steal all my quests while I'm gone. <laughs> and maybe uh, as you leave, maybe the, the camera of this movie like stays on the kids and uh, Nilsa or maybe, yeah, Nilsa is probably like, what? Who told her that we we're going to steal her quests? And Pip's like, shut up. Like, Keep it on the down low. We're going to do them. It's going to be awesome. Just don't say it out loud. Her parents will hear. And they kind of just look around conspiratorially that's a word i think and then from zant's point of view what paint paint this scene right so in the first uh month or so of summer usually pretty hot but unusually cold especially coming from the mountains to the south here the these sword mountains you know because there's a dragon here in fact is one of the things that you know like they might be affecting the temperature here, which is pretty dangerous for all kinds of things. Right. So tell us, tell us what Xanth looks like first. Um, first things first, you'll notice that Xanth is a centaur. He's a little bit shorter than most centaurs. He's like five, seven ish, hoping to grow into some five, eight realness one day. <laughs> he looks 
pretty young. He's about 19, almost 20. So for a centaur to be that young and for you to actually see him um, is a little strange too, because normally you won't see the younger ones. You'll see their elders. Um, that being said, he has, um, I would say, long brown curly hair, kind of from the top of his skull and then like all the way back. Um, and the, the hair is connected all the way back to about his mid like human waist, like where his his booty would be. <laughs> and then it turns into a horse. Um, <laughs> so, but he has that long and it's, it's kind of like wild. It's not dirty, just wild. He has like shaved parts right here on the side, but the most strange thing that you see upon him and he, he has um, antlers, um, which is not regular. And his antlers, I would say they're like half of what they could be someday. You know, they're growing um, and they're always, uh, they're kind of not even. That's another thing um, that's a little strange about them. And if you look really closely, you'll see that one of the antlers looks more brown while the other one looks more like dark, dark brown, almost black, you would say. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like the, the closer you get to him, the more you realize he's very split. For example, um, one of his eyes is like a, a darkish green and the other one's like a gray. Um, the gray one's more for the darker horn and the darkish green is for the one that's a little bit more like regular horn. Um, and he's got a big great bow on his back um, and he has like this makeshift thing that they would put on horses. I forgot what that, like a saddle. Mm. And he's actually got some um, random weapons on him that you, he's not concealing them, but if you were to, you know, check him out, you'd be like, oh, you've also got weapons. Like you're not just an archer. Mm. I would say a good word would be life. He's like a little like skinny and ethereal, skinnier than he should be. Like when you see a, a, a normally see a centaur, you're like, whoa, big brawny dude. You're like eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously the number one thing that you'll notice, he's young, the horns on his head. And if you get close enough, his eyes are strange. So those are the big like notable things. Oh, and I'd say he's like my skin color, mm -hmm. like a little, maybe a little darker even, mm -hmm. which is also like, oh, he's growing into his fur. He hasn't decided what color he is yet. Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 how you would just from a distance coming up to him that's what you would look like yeah i love that and mm -hmm. kind of uh what is xanth doing as we you realize him in this movie story thing yeah of course i feel like he's always i mean i guess you can, i can tell you this because you may never see it so this is pretty there is like a hidden lake somewhere in this forest and that's like his home right he's like always near this lake um but he always does like a perimeter check every like morning all right let's take a snack all right perimeter check because he's consistently like traveling around he knows the forest really well and he could stay at the lake but then he'd get bored plus he's not alone so he's always consistently moving for reasons that you may or may not figure out <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I love that. So actually do centaurs don't have any like special senses or anything usually, right? Correct. They do not. Right. Um, but I will say as a 
like seasoned loner centaur making it yeah. on your own. I think something alerts you. I don't know if it's sight or you can hear, maybe catch a scent or something. Who knows? One of your antlers tingle. Who knows? I'll leave yeah. that up to you. But yeah. you, um, yeah. you do see these three figures kind of uh, like approaching probably from the south, I would assume. They're not like dangerous or anything. Like you don't have to be on edge, but they're kind of close to this, maybe this hidden lake and they are far off the, the beaten trail that people are usually, you know, going back and forth on. They just look right. like they're kind of wandering in the kind of the wilderness, like the field almost to the Neverwinter wood. Yeah. How would you usually react to them? First things first, I would um, slide over a little bit. Now here's the thing about Sam. He has some ranger training. You know, when he was younger, they he knew, hey, the small ones never get seen. So if I stay with the pack and just kind of hide, they'll never know I'm here. So he he normally would like step very quietly and and put his like maybe hand on a tree and look around. What they he knows there are three people. Can he see? Oh, this is a halfling. This is a whatever. How yeah, far? actually, yeah, great question. I think uh, one of them you can. Is very short. You can tell it's probably a halfling or possibly known, but definitely a halfling, probably a human. And one of them is, it might be a human, but you can tell, wait, no, that's an elf. And the way you can tell is because, oh, she sees you already. Perfect. Oh, that makes it even better because I'm going to double check, but I'm pretty sure I speak Sylvan. Um, and I want to, I want to be kind to an elf. Because we are fake creatures. Yes, I do speak Sylvan. So I haven't had to speak Sylvan in a really long time, but I keep up. I talk to, you hear me talk out loud a lot. So I'm like, okay, Sylvan, I can do this. Um, So he's going to step out kind of into the light, Mm -hmm. um, still under like the tree branches. And he's going to put his hand up like this like lift it up towards the sky and he's going to say, Oh my, can I tell she's a lady? Um, yeah, I think so. She's wearing like a cowboy hat. Oh, that's even, Oh, Oh my. I love, I love the fact that she's wearing a cowboy hat. Cause that's strange to me. So yeah, I will, I will say, looks like. hello, my lady, you seem lost. Now he's saying it in Sylvan. That's why I'm using my regular voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to hear him say it out loud, it would say, Hello, my lady. You seem lost. Like kind of a little, little creepier. Love it. He doesn't talk to people often. <laughs> Love it. Interestingly, Sylvan and Elvin are like similar, but not like not the same. Right, so right, right. She might be able to like pick up some words from that. So, shifting perspective now, it's back to the three of you: Seraphina, Inverna Nightbreeze, and Shinjang Kwan. I mean, just to make it more interesting, let's assume neither of you two speak uh, Sylvan or Elvin. And she's like, he's talking, but he's talking real strange. Uh, No, Okay, that could be Sylvan or he's real dumb. Um, I don't hear any of that, but um, one of my one of my um, horns does tingle a little bit. You can't see it if you're far away, but he cocks his head a little bit to the side and goes, I understand, but she's quite pretty. (laughs) <laughs> love it yeah, and I think Inverna says to the the two of you just um yeah it's a 
strange to see just uh, the one out there. They usually go in uh, herds or families, clans, I guess. But yes. uh, he ain't nothing but a little, just a little cub. But they get territorial sometimes. Doesn't look like he means us no harm, but uh, y'all be careful. And she kind of just leads the way and starts approaching. Unless, uh, Serafina, you do anything. Seeing this um, interaction takes out her ukulele, magic ukulele, plays a little strum, and she's just like... And looks around to see how that affects the young cult, <laughs> or whatever she called it. Yeah. Oh, so he's never seen a ukulele. <laughs> um, so the, he cocks his head again, and the other horn tingles, and he goes, why should I get close? Okay, I'm going to get closer now. <laughs> but he's saying it loud, <laughs> like you can hear it. No internal monologue. No, 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 no. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> um, an external so monologue, right? He like bounced a little bit to that sound. So he like looks at it and is like slowly. Are they on horses? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to like trot just a little bit closer to them and then calm himself down. And when you see him doing that, he's like nodding his head. <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a little weird. And uh, Serafina leans over to Shan Jan and is like, have you ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> I've certainly heard tales of centaurs and I think I might've even caught a glance of one in the wilderness, uh, but never one this close before. And I don't think I've ever seen one so young or by themselves. And, and I was not expecting this reaction. Let me try this one more time. What do you think? Yeah. And change is just like, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, horses are really nice. People can be really nice. Why wouldn't the combination be nice? Okay. Well, um, all right. Um, hello there, young lad. Uh, my name is Serafina Tealeaf. Everybody calls me Feeny. Allow me to introduce myself. Hello. Uh, um, <laughs> he loves that, by the way. Um, <laughs> so at, as he's like coming towards you, the horse's head is probably right in front of your head because of how small you are. Yeah. So as you're singing and strumming, he like, he like tries to look around the horse's head. <laughs> and on the last one, he'll try to like harmonize with you, but he can't sing. He's not a singer. So, so he'll be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he will stop like maybe 15 feet away from you guys but now he's kind of like bouncy mm -hmm. and he looks he looks over at Inverna and he says she's even prettier up close <laughs> but and then like you hear a voice change and you can tell he I think he calculates and you see him reach behind his back and just hold both of his hands there are you two three Four, five, six of you lost. <laughs> and and I, I think Shanjan is like, six? What? No, there's just... Wait, oh yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I see why he would say that, yeah. And Serafina uh, says, oh, huh. okay. So he definitely can speak our language. Inferna, do you think maybe... Uh, I don't know. Can you see if he has any weapons? I can hard, having a hard time seeing over this horse. <laughs> um, 
just, yeah, just this, he doesn't have anything on his back. This was definitely the horse that Don John was riding. Cause I remember you were sharing a horse with somebody else. So this is wildly <laughs> too big for you, which is great. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just make sure he doesn't have any sort of uh, weapons or anything. And, and I mean, if he seems amicable, I guess uh, we can move a little closer. Maybe he can help us find our way through the woods. Yeah. She's like, Oh, he got weapons, but uh, you know, uh, all of us do, especially out here. I, I wouldn't take that as a cause for alarm. Hmm. Good point. Oh well. I... Uh, what's what is what is quite unique there is them them uh them horns he got on his head. Don't usually see that in a centaur. I don't know if that means he's uh well good or bad. Hmm. Well, maybe he's some sort of hybrid creature. Uh, I guess that's a possibility. Anything's possible in these woods. And Changian's like, yeah, a hybrid, like a, a human and a horse. <laughs> I'm liking this guy. I'm getting, I'm getting where he's coming from. I'm getting him. Uh, Changian, uh, you are not wrong there. Well, I mean, we fought with lots of different people during the big war, didn't we, Changian? I mean, I guess it wouldn't be the first time we made a new interesting friend. He's like, yeah, that's true. Maybe more serious. He kind of leans over, probably really far. Um, over to you on the horse and he's just like um, you know I don't want to put too much um, stock in it but when I was uh, praying to Timora this morning I got all four sixes which almost never happens I think something pretty lucky is going to happen today hmm. well praise be to Timora because I know that four sixes are uh, really hard to come by and um, thanks Shanjan for always looking out for us uh, I think that we should um, see if this new friend maybe wants to walk along with us. Although I'd like to just make sure we know a little bit more about him before we go forward. Yeah. So I think uh, we have this uh, like meeting of, of everybody, maybe uh, as you get, I don't know, within arm's length, I guess, or, you know, meeting distance, like an uncomfortable silence for a minute or two or a second or two, you know, and Vern is like, so, uh, yeah, you know anything about a dragon slayer sword? <laughs> so he hears the word dragon and immediately, because he's got a little bit of longer, like, pointier ears, and they kind of flare up, um, and his tail flicks, and he looks over, and instead of directly talking to her, he's going to grab the, like, gently grab the face of the horse, and like pat it on his cheek. And he says, I might know a little bit about that, yes. Hmm, and Serafina kind of looks around at her two friends and is like, okay, <laughs> and says, uh, excuse my friend, um, sir, uh, and Verna here, you know, she, she gets straight to the point. She goes all in when she's ready to find something. Uh, and I, truly do appreciate you approaching us with care and friendliness. Respect. I call it respect. Respect. Exactly. Yes. Uh, the three of us are all respectful beings here. Mm. Respectful uh, of nature. Uh, of course, sir, we are respectful. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the tea leaves as in the strong heart tea leaves. Yes, that's right. 
We are the Strong Heart Halflings, and we are extremely respectful of nature and love and life. And as you can see, I'm a bard, and so we also love music. Um, his uh, ears perk, like they calm back down when she plays this song. I would like to make a history check. <laughs> yeah, uh, what are you trying to figure out? Um, I would like to know if I've heard of the Strong Heart Tribe when I was a child. <laughs> the last time I spoke to people. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that could be interesting. I, I could maybe think of some. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear it. Oh, that's a... Well, I forgot it's minus one. Uh, <laughs> ten? Flat. Ten even. Yeah, that's not bad. And fill in any details you want here, Marisa, but I think Strong Hearts are known to be... Uh, I mean, just as the name implies, kind of very loyal, very steadfast, maybe not as uh, fast moving as some of the other halflings maybe are known for. Okay, so I'm, I reach back into my memory and I hear of a, a very, very faint memory of which a, a strong heart traveled through the forest once, like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> They were lost and they uh, met up with one of, you know, my ancestors and they like shared tea. I had just had tea once. <laughs> and then my ancestor like guided them out and that's it. That's like just a random, mm -hmm. hey, it was like our forefathers maybe saw each other a very long time ago. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And the strong, strong hearts are very uh, rare too. They usually don't adventure or leave they don't have the wanderlust that usually plagues the other halflings as much so it's it's very rare that you see one outside of their home so what would you say it was like an auntie an uncle a cousin you're like wait a second one time there was tea with a centaur what is that memory <laughs> oh you know what there is actually a famous children's tale that we all know when our mommies and daddies are tucking us into bed as little halflings, <laughs> even littler, can you believe it? <laughs> and um, it's about how we shared tea with a great and brave centaur, the biggest one we'd ever seen in our lives. It was over 500 feet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, you know. So he, he totally follows you <laughs> until you get to like 500 feet. <laughs> But he has no idea what feet are. Yeah, yeah. I have hooves. Yeah, exactly. Five hundred feet. He's like, oh, I guess that would make sense because hooves are smaller than human feet, <laughs> and then halfling feet. So I think he gets lost in the calculation. <laughs> but the cool part is, and this is for him, he goes up to your horse, which is this big monstrosity to him. It's bigger than him, I would assume, and he like pats it on the neck and like pu puts its head down just slightly. You know, um, and he looks her in the eye and he totally believes her. Um, so this is the weird part and no one else can see it. Just him and her at that moment, her, his eyes just reflect slightly of whatever that color is around his horn. So you see like just a little bit of gray or a little bit of green just for like a second. You know, it's weird. Mm. You can like tell it's weird, but it's not a negative gesture. Mm. He like gets his not not face to face, but he's definitely like I share that story with my family too. 
Oh, well, look at that. What a what is special magical happenstance that we have come across this way. Just like um Shanjan said, maybe we were in luck to meet a friendly stranger given to us by Timora. What luck? Hmm. When you say the word magical, um he puts his head back and kind of straightens up. Magical, and he looks to his left, looks to his right, not looking at you anymore. It's magical. Good choice of words. Magical. Mm, magic. And he like, does like a weird trot backwards, <laughs> and he looks back over his shoulder. The dragon barrow, if you want to see it, you should follow me. And then Serafina gets really excited, and she looks at Inverna and says, can you believe this? That's exactly what we were coming for. Uh, oh my gosh, please, um, new friend. Like we would love for you to take us there and maybe you can tell us some more stories about, I don't know, halflings, centaurs, just saying. I mean, any <laughs> any other stories you have are fine too, but you know, any strong art stories that you might know, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, but yes, please uh, take my friend Shanjan and Inverna and I, and um, let's tell tales. And if you want to hear any more of this ukulele music, I mean, I'd be happy to play. Uh, maybe I can sing a song about uh, the Strongheart Centaur Tea Time. So this whole time that she's been talking, he's nodding his head, but he's still moving forward, not really acknowledging whether or not you're following him, but he's nodding his head. I don't want to reveal too much, but I think he's hearing a lot of things at once. So he's like, uh-huh. Yes, stories sound fun. <laughs> um, and I think Shan Jan has never, in Verna, he heard her name. He heard your name. You introduced yourself, but Shan Jan never did to him. So when you say his name, he like looks back weirdly and Shan Jan, <laughs> because he's not used to saying, <laughs> he's not used to saying words <laughs> to people out loud. <laughs> He's very hermity. David, I don't know. This is more for you. I know exactly where my lake is. I know exactly where the dragon barrow is. And I'm purposely trying to avoid my lake. That feels fair to me. I think maybe as as you you three trot on, Inverna just stays back for a second. And just to no one in particular, like, oh, God damn it. We got another storyteller. And just rolls her eyes and start, trots up after you. But you come across this... Uh, um, like I sort of described like a, a hill that's very weirdly shaped, like a kind of flat hill. You might notice, I mean, Xanth has definitely noticed before, but the other three might notice if they really think about it too hard. So maybe Shanjan won't, but uh, everyone else, if you really think about it, it's like, wait, this is shaped like a, a dragon in flight almost like uh, its wings oh, are out. Cool. Kind of. yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of, in fact, one, two, three, like seven um, of these very like tall, maybe as tall as a, like a, a regular person. So like five or six feet tall, um, kind of flat, um, rocks that are kind of poking out of it, almost equidistant from each other. And you realize, Oh, those are, those are like spikes going down where the dragon's spine would be interestingly. Mm. And I think I gave you a rumor in here, Xanth that, um, Ooh, I like a rumor. Let me look. Yeah. So like on the way I, um, mentioned this, Strange witch lights hover over Dragon Barrow at night. My clan avoided the hill, thinking it haunted by the restless spirits of the dead. One of the spines hides a secret entrance. But who would be foolish enough to go down there? And he definitely 
He's trying to fix his tongue. Like he knows he's talking weird, but it's been so long. He saw the elf, but she's not really talking Sylvan to him. So he was like confused on what to do. So at one point you hear him speak Dwarvish and as he's looking at you and he's like, no, she's not a dwarf. But he says that in Dwarvish. So it sounds like not not a dwarf. Like like using like a weird tongue. So when he finally gets the story out and we're finally like arriving there, he's settled on, okay, I think this sounds better. Is this more calming? I don't want to confuse them. I think this is my voice. Like he finally like fixed it. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And yeah. actually, just to, to set the scene a little more too, maybe it's um, it's quite a. I don't know if you saw on the map, but it's quite a distance from where mm-hmm. you were. So maybe it's a, like a whole day's travel. The three of the three oh, uh, Seraphina yeah. and friends took. So maybe it's um a little after sundown now, and just because you gave me such really good fuel there, Marisa, I think it's still like foggy. There's like mist rising up, and in fact, you do see these like witch lights, almost like blue, like green, violet kind of eerie lights that kind of uh float around some of these spines and then as you get closer um maybe to oh are these lightning bugs what's happening here they kind of disappear and you wonder to yourself did i even see them at all were they even here in the first place do i have the opportunity to point them out but not say anything i know that sounds weird but to like have him physically look at that like kind of look over and shake his head. He's going to be like, uh, they disappeared. Even he noticed. <laughs> yeah. I think okay. maybe in, in Verna might say, uh, this is a barrow for a dragon. Like they buried some dragon here long ago. I know that, uh, there's ghosts in this world, but never wanted to see any, especially not a dragon one. She kind of says to no one in particular again. Yeah. He's going to look over to his left and say, multiple spirits that seems like a lot for one dragon and then maybe uh seraphina looks at inverna and says do you think that uh our new friend would be taking us anywhere astray do you should we be worried uh, i mean i know we have the luck of timora on our side and uh, when you say timora can i make a religion check mm-hmm. yeah sure that sounds great i don't know what that is Ooh, that's an 18 let me see what that number is religion oh so it's a modified 20. oh incredible yeah so you know basically anything on the the wikipedia page that you could find like uh, <laughs> you know a lot about timora you've probably heard of her a lot okay um she's kind of a i think she started as a like a halfling deity in particular um but kind of crossed over to humans too mm-hmm. and she's kind of the uh the goddess responsible for good luck in particular and she has a an evil twin sister that's uh, bad luck. Yeah, they're uh, usually really nice and you know, uh, like overly kind, almost to a point of being naive occasionally. That's so much good positive information for him. Um, his right horn tingles because it's getting darker. It's not that you're seeing this thing, but it's more like you're what kind of like the lights. What is why is. <laughs> Um, and he's going to look over to Shanjan and say, oh, Tidemora, I've heard of her. She seems very special. Um, good luck. Good luck. And he's going to actually start moving forward because he's trusting it. And he's heard you talk about him. He's not like deaf. But he doesn't. He's hearing so many things he doesn't even. Mm-hmm. He's not hurt by it or anything. 
Hmm. Um, so he's been here a few times, but kind of like with his clan and tribe ancestors, all that, they've never really taken the time to look. He's curious, so he's going to go do it. Especially now hearing about this goddess that essentially was good luck. And I think to make it interesting too, uh, this spine that hides the um, the secret yeah, entrance, mm-hmm. maybe as Xanth goes close to it for maybe the first time, probably after you've been warned not to go. Yeah. But uh, you can tell, oh, this is not big enough for a full grown centaur to even go down. Like it's, you're going to have to squeeze to get into this. And it's kind of a, a staircase that goes downward, like a spiral staircase. Mm-hmm. And also, and staircases are also a problem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he'll do it, but. And uh, that also means these, uh, these three uh, horse friends are going to have to stay. Um. So, okay. So he's not trying to hide anything from anybody. Um, I, I, he took them here mainly for his own like safety, but also he wouldn't want anybody to get hurt near his forest either, because that would be bad for his reputation, you know, and this is more of a centaur thing. I don't know if you know this, so I'll tell you, they are like nomadic tribes, people in different versions. So specifically his tribe hasn't been here for, you know, since he was a kid. Um, So he's been kind of like waiting for them. So he doesn't want any negative, you know, Hmm. no bad rap sheet on this forest, please. (laughs) Um, So when he starts looking, you hear him talk out loud. Well, I don't know. Maybe over here. Can you help? Don't just say that. No, no. It could be left. Could be right. That's fine over there. Was that where they were glowing? I don't know. Maybe. And then he like starts to calm down when he realizes that other people are listening Mm. and he looks back and he says, we could use some help. (laughs) So he's like looking at the three of you Mm -hmm. guys. Serafina kind of points to herself and she's like, "Uh, we can, we can help. Uh, Of course we can help. That's what we're here for to help. Well, let's see. It looks like we're going to have to leave the Targi tour and Arbuckle and (laughs) Mr. Friendio. Close, actually, I think, right? Something like that. Something with an F. Something. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to leave our three horses. <laughs> it was Grambly. Grambly. <laughs> nowhere near. Just in the alphabet was I close. Mr. <laughs> it is a letter. So, looks like we're going to have to leave Grambly, Flim Flam, and Arbuckle outside. <laughs> Gosh, it's changing. <laughs> so i feel like i do hear her um saying the name wrong every time and the horse knows his own name every now and then she'll like (laughs) just a a single horse tear goes down (laughs) yes and then she she pats the neck and she's like i'm so sorry not flim flam that was almost gonna be your name but it was actually targi twerk (laughs) sorry targi twerk uh listen listen buddies you guys are gonna have to stay outside because you guys don't want to go down these stairs, do you? Uh, I don't do that that nay thing like. Oh, Ugh. all right. We're gonna have to leave you guys outside, and uh, don't worry about those witch lights up there. I'm sure they're just um, magical, mystical lights. Um, they can't be witchy, right? Right? And she's kind of like doubting herself. You know, not too hard to tie them up somewhere to one of these spines, probably. Yeah. Um, they're not super happy about it, but 
they're gonna wait there for you. So she jumps off of her horse and then she oh, well full jump. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She breaks her neck and <laughs> make a new character. Twenty feet to the well. Well, so she waits for Inverna to come by to lift her off of the horse and set her on the ground. Then, then uh, if he sees you do that, he's gonna go over to Shanjan and offer him like a gentlemanly <laughs> hand. <laughs> Will Shanjan take it? Oh yeah, Shanjan's very confused at first, and he's like, when he realizes what you're doing, he's like, "Oh, okay, sure, yeah." He's he's very uh, complimented by that. I think he's like, "Oh, like this." So Seraphina and Xanth actually get to like come face to face now at the full scope of like their size and height difference, and (laughs) see like you know she kind of looks up at him and and says, "It was so lucky and." So thankful that we are to you, Xanth, for taking us all the way out here. And I know that it's going to be difficult for you to go down those stairs. So, you know, it's the strong heart way. And the tea leaves always say, we always say, if a horse doesn't want to walk backwards downstairs, then you don't (laughs) shove him. (laughs) Uh, He is absolutely confused by this. He doesn't understand because you (laughs) called him a horse and he's not a horse. So, but he's not offended. We have ancestral like connection. It, so what he does, and I know I'm making my pro, myself prone by doing this, but he does that thing where the horses like get down and they like bend their things so he can be closer to you. And do you have like, hey, what, how does your, what does your hair look like? What is it? It's like dark. It's actually like dark brown and kind of curly-ish and, but like wavy and, um, uh, I think she probably at this point, because they've been traveling, has it like, yeah, like that's oh, what it looks like. It's cool. like big and wavy, big, fluffy 80s. big fl- yeah, fluffy eighties hair. But like probably because she's been traveling all day, it's probably like in like a bunch of different like circular braids and like all like wrapped around her so head. You could say mm-hmm. it's a, it's not a mess, but it's like a messy bun. Yeah, yeah, messy okay. braids all over. He likes that because it reminds him of his of his hair. So he um, like slowly reaches the hand to touch your hair and you see a weird like jolt of something like pulling his hand away. And he looks at his hand and like looks randomly off into the distance. You think I should ask first? That's very fair. (laughs) And he looks down, he says, you have a curl right here. Do you mind if I touch it? Um, and then she looks over <laughs> and just kind of like looks at her curl and pulls it out of her hair and like twists it around and she says, hmm, why not? Tea leaves always say, as long as you ask, then I love we're, <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> um, so, so before you can like uncurl it from your finger, he's going to like, like touch your hand with his other hand, like slowly remove your finger and like put his finger into the girl. (laughs) And, and you, once again, it's that weird close, like into his face thing. And the green side starts flashing that when, when your hair, like when he like removes, this is all aesthetics. It's not magical. He's not doing anything to you. He's not, (laughs) but you see it like bounce strangely like something's on it when he removes his finger and he laughs. He, he does like this weird, how? <laughs> like it's this weird, like he's watching something mm. and then he leans in closer and you see the other side 
turn like really gray and he's like, that's enough. And then the bouncing stops. He um, like stands up and he's not being disrespectful, but he looks down and nods like just like a, a you know, a deer in like the fantasy world, like not like bow to each other and horns and antlers and all that stuff. That's what he's doing. And then he starts walking. Just, just that was it. And just starts starts walking. And I, I think as you you four kind of go into the secret entrance into this like grave mound, possibly into the darkness with these uh, possible like weird witch lights. That's got to be the perfect. I mean, the dictionary definition of a cliffhanger right now. Mm. Do you have a song for us, Marisa? Sure. (laughs) Oh, all right. I got this. Okay. this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Seraphina Tiwi, Eduardo as Xanth the Centaur, and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forzan and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help This American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review as your favorite horse or horse-related creature. (laughs) I'm a horse. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask. That's the one that's going to be repeated. Hello. It's true. There is one that you already said that you wanted to do first, though. <laughs> did I? Unless you're throwing me for a loop. Which what be, did which I say? I, to do? I don't remember. The uh, dragon sword one. Oh, I said I wanted the sword. Mm-hmm.
was I thinking? <laughs> she wasn't thinking about carrying things, that's for sure. <laughs> what was I thinking back then? Well, that was before you were married, so I mean, now it's just so cumbersome. Wow, wow. <laughs> no more carrying. I've been carrying the whole relationship. Uh, <laughs> maybe being a married lady makes me think about other people's needs before my own. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. And I like money. Hello. Yeah. Oh, wasn't she originally going to go to the Harbin Westers home to turn in those quests? Yeah, do I need to still get my money? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I forget how much money you actually get from those. <laughs> Here's uh, a bucket of candy. Ah, <laughs> how great. Thanks. Werther's original. Oh, just one. <laughs> Please split it among your friends. <laughs> Suck on this when you're hungry. Oh no. <laughs> I think that's our motto, right? <laughs> yes. Wait, who's our? Am I gonna join this hour? <laughs> Suck on this when you're hungry. That's gonna be the first thing you say to my character. <laughs> Hello. 